0: Hi, right, hey, hey, what do you say we do a podcast today? Hmm, hmm Dr. Seuss here. All
1: right, uh, what's up, Sal? How oh, are you? Uh, hi, Jerry. Uh, in the warm-up show today, which comes after this, uh, I was asking, you know, if people were working today, MLK Day, and yeah. I got a note from uh, a couple of accountants that said, oh, it's a tax season, we work every day from here on out. And it got me thinking and uh, tweeting uh, this past hour of the show. I uh, tweeted about, like, if you're not doing anything, if you're not trying to fudge the numbers, why would you not just use TurboTax to do your? Oh, taxes? I'm trying to
0: fudge the numbers.
1: <laughs> right, that's what I think. Like I'm looking for every possible legal
0: deduction known to man. But the, but TurboTax does that. So what yeah, we're really looking I don't for have is. The time.
1: What do you mean? Not you interested. Do
0: have the time? Not interested. My accountant does it. Takes care of it. Handles it. Submits it. I'm good. Just tell me what I owe. Right, okay. Not interested.
1: Mm-hmm. It takes you. It would take you just as long to drive your stuff to the accountant as it not would interested. be if you do it at all. I don't all. have to drive it. I email everything. Okay. But then you're also t- trusting another person to do your I taxes. Am. Correct. Who could be totally fagazi He's not fagazi I actually yeah. trust this guy. We have him a long time. We, we all trusted people. That way, trust let us, is, Like what you said, trust, you, tr- trust will let us down. Trust, trust only me. yourself. Others will let us down. Trust is nonsense. Right. I hope he's doing the right thing. <laughs> like I can trust the robot that is TurboTax. Yeah, you can. Absolutely. People also always think different things are deductible that are not deductible. I know. Like all, Gina all the time will say to me, well, you could deduct that for your job. I go, no, I
0: can't. Well, there are things you can deduct. It doesn't mean that's coming off what you make. There are certain levels of deductions you have to reach before anything actually comes off your taxable right, income, right, which right. really
1: sucks. By not only way. that, when you deduct, you're only deducting taxes off of things. You're not deducting like let's say uh I let's say I bought a car for work. Right. And the car was thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I don't deduct thirty thousand no, dollars. I only deduct not. the tax of thirty thousand dollars. Right, right, right. So people act like you're getting all these breaks by going, uh, you don't deduct your post-it notes? Well, I don't know. The tax on post it notes is like nine cents. It's nothing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. People always well, think, I think everything's a,
0: deductible. Well, but there's a difference too. If you if you have a business or if it's a personal expense, so like for if you have a business, anything you purchase is um, is merchandise and expenses, and those are legitimate. Yeah. Like when I go when I when I spend two thousand dollars on cornhole boards, you know that right. does come off my bottom line. I mean, you can't without those you can't have a business, I and mean, there are certain expenses you do get as opposed to what you're talking about that
1: no like people be like um oh uh you deduct cable because you have to have cable for your job well okay but if you're doing it correctly a hundred percent of your cable isn't because of your job you're enjoying so you shouldn't sports package right you shouldn't deduct and then okay so in the sports package let's say it's twenty dollars a month yeah sure Tax on $20 I is like $4. Know. I have no idea. You're really going to do all the paperwork to it's get a $4. $4 break? It's not
0: even $4. <laughs> right. To be
1: quite honest. This doesn't make sense. Some people, yeah. But people like to, you know, well, they? They, I don't know. People fudge these numbers all the time. There's a lot of different
0: things, too. So like we have, as you know, we have, a, we have a handful of commercial real estate holdings. There are so many tax laws about passive income. And, dude, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand any of it. And to me, I, I don't want to screw it up. I don't want to end up with tax penalties. Just here, do this, do it the right way. And
1: what's it cost to get your taxes done? Uh, a few hundred bucks. Yeah, because I'm thinking like TurboTax is probably like seventy bucks now. Is it really? Yeah, and then you got the pay they have a free one. That's if you're really super basic, oh, like okay. if you like a 17 year old return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Got it. Uh, the other thing. Uh, I was, you know, we're in a day and age when everyone is looking for donations, you know, charitable yeah, sure. causes, that sort of thing. And uh, I oftentimes think if I'm going to give to a charity, what am I giving to, right? So there's, um, you know, there's certain things I think that if you donate to, you can see them using your your donations, okay. right? There's things. It's like there's a, 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 a Jersey Shore uh, uh, rescue mission is in mm-hmm. Asbury Park. You know if you give money to that, it's going to those things. I keep getting and you might get them as well. Donate back to your college. Right? Yeah, no yes. I get that all the time. Like yes. donate back to Kane, donate mm-hmm. back to Indiana State. They all do it. Right. They all do it. Yeah. High schools do it. First of all, you're charging I know tuition. The presidents at these schools make half a million dollars. Or more. Then you're charging people all this money to go there, and then you're paying adjuncts $2,500 a semester to teach your kids. Right. Get lost (laughs) (laughs) with your donations.
0: Well said. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Dude, I get them nonstop. I get them from St. John Vianney and Holmdale because I went there. Now, in that case, it's a little different because the tuition is not like college. I mean, it ain't cheap for sure. But it's not $65,000 a year either. It's also not like college with thousands of students. There might be a 1,000 students in the schools. Again, it's not 40,000 students. And I do know their expenses are high, but whatever. But St. John Vianney, I get it from New Jersey City University. I do get it from Rutgers because I do donate to the basketball program. Once you're on the list, you're on the list. Right. And it's just nonstop. Kane from my wife like who else wants money yeah I'm gonna start sending them fundraisers for me right
1: <laughs> come on right if you could give money to give this person who's not going to have a meal a meal or clothing Trump. that is very different to me yeah than uh, donating to a school with a half a million dollar present yeah absolutely it's a thing that drives me nuts about stocks which I will never be able to figure out me neither never ever. Because and people have explained it to me, I still don't understand. Yeah, it. the 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 biggest one to me in all of these years has been Sirius XM. Yeah, I'm with you. I right? agree.
0: Why that's not worth $500 a share? It's I have no like idea. Worth
1: three dollars, two dollars. Meanwhile, Howard's making $100 million a year. The 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 head of Sirius is making millions and millions. All the, all they tout is that 65 billion people have it in their cars. Yeah. Then why is your stock three dollars? I agree.
0: I, don't, I will never understand it. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. It seems like the coolest thing ever. And I remember when it was at like... I want to say when it was like at $5, yeah. I convinced my father to buy thousands of shares of it. <laughs> Sorry, Dad.
1: Never went anywhere. Now, he sold it. I don't think he lost much. He didn't make anything. I remember when it, when it first came out, and I knew even less about the stock yeah. market than I do now, and I know nothing now. I remember when it was first coming out, and I was hearing about it, and it went public... It was $35 a share.
0: I was was like, it really?
1: Yeah. Wow. I remember it was between 35 and $40 a share. And I remember telling my friends, who also knew nothing about the stock market, we should buy a whole bunch of this. Well, why wouldn't you think that? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you think that's
0: going to be a $100 a share one day?
1: And then if you would have told me Howard Stern right. went there.
0: You'd think it, expl-
1: it would explode. And the NFL and baseball. Yeah. And
0: I, I don't it, know. It doesn't
1: make any sense.
0: Unless it's just a losing proposition and they don't make money. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, but I don't get any of it. I even try watching, I try watching uh, Mad Money with Jim Kramer. Yeah. Um, I listen to certain radio shows. I don't get it. I watched the Yahoo Crypto Hour the other day. That, I, <laughs> oh, forget it. Holy Christ. They brought, they brought on like the wealthiest crypto. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see this guy. He's like a 26 year old dork and he was in Shanghai on his headphones, and he, I'm listening to him like, I don't know what the hell he's saying. And he's clearly a hundred times or a thousand times smarter than I am. I'm not disputing that. But, like, this guy's worth billions of dollars talking about some currency that I can't see.
1: I asked Guy Adami uh, one time specifically about Sirius XM. Yeah. And this was an off-the-air conversation. I said, oh, I don't understand. Like They have all these and all the cars... Yeah, it's three dollars. He said that sometimes the stock is affected by looking at the future, and if the future is not is is in um, streaming radio stations instead, then why do they need? They, they don't need the satellites, and sure, now their product is no different than. When are than,
0: we ever getting there? I don't know. Are you talking about twenty years down the road? That's I'm not why sure. the stock price is not good, right? Because in twenty fifty, when we're dead, it, <laughs> streaming is going to be. I mean, come on. I don't know.
1: It's very confusing. Yeah, it is. Very
0: confusing. Yeah, it is. I agree. And by the way, even with that, you're right. I would think almost more attractive if they could stream out their content and not have to worry about that stupid thing in space. But then
1: everyone, but I guess this guy's point then was that now your, and I guess we're there already, your competitors don't need to have the satellites in the sky.
0: No, but the competitors don't have Howard Stern, the NFL. MLB and things of that nature. Right, that's the beauty to me. Uh, more so than the commercial-free music, there are shows there that you can't get anywhere else. Like I, I like the NFL Channel. I do. I actually like, and I've been listening a, a lot more lately to Russo. You know, uh, when I'm in the car, you know, Evan and, and Craig go to commercial. You know, what? I kind of know I got seven minutes. Right. I'm not interested in the commercials. Knowing you know, working here, I kind of know the format. Boom. I go. I go to Russo. So. I don't know. It's it's original content to me more so than what other people can provide because I got Spotify for the music, right? You know,
1: I know it's a lot of competition for our dollars.
0: Yeah, there is, sure is.
1: Then this is my more deeper conversation for the podcast. So I watched this show on Netflix called Cheer. Okay, it, it's it's an odd show for me to be watching because I don't think it's aimed at me. It's it's a. Uh, it was a. It's in season two now. Just came out. Season one. It was about this this junior college. It's a. It was a docu series. This junior college in Texas that has the best cheerleading program in the country. Why would you think that's not aimed at you? <laughs> okay, but I had been re- like I kept seeing articles about it at the time when it came out, and I said, you know what? I'll check this out. But it's very interesting in that uh, it's a very hardcore, like they practice and it's uh, men and women Mm -hmm. Uh, tumbling flipping gymnastics amazing incredible they're in incredible shape uh and then it's it's incredibly uh, competitive and they work all day long Mm -hmm. all day long and the woman who runs the program she's works non-stop she's won 14 titles and and the second best in the entire country is only 35 miles away so they have a camera crew over there too wow that's cool but it got me to thinking like a lot of the the girls, the the men and women that are cheerleaders and that bust their ass and all stuff, they often have trauma in their life, right? And it brought up to me this idea that people who had a lot of childhood trauma oftentimes Put their entire life into something else and excel at it. Yeah.
0: Well, and it also creates a different part of their life that they can kind of push away what was bad. Right. Like all of a sudden they're addicted to something else that encompasses their being.
1: Like there was a girl on there, they were profiling who her dad was in prison. Oof. And she said her mom growing up, she, they, she, uh, the mom sometimes was arrested, the mom was doing drugs, right? So she said she didn't know where she was going to sleep at night. Mm. She didn't know where her next meal was coming from, but she knew at nine a.m. she had to be yeah. at the cheerleading it gives you a purpose. place. Right. So then all she did was that. Yes. And I sometimes think like the people that are really super driven in sports or musicians or in life or life is it because they had some sort of trauma? Yes. That and can't no. be taught to somebody who didn't go through something like I that. I think there's a there's a
0: bigger conversation here for sure. But I do, because you can find plenty of people that have grown up with trauma that have become losers. Right. No so question. What, uh, but it depends on the individual. There are kids. I mean, listen, we live in the suburbs. You live down the Jersey Shore. Clearly, we live a comfortable life. Yes. And I think, I'd say our, my kids, <laughs> um, they don't, They're not facing that, what's for dinner tonight, guys? Did you have any money to buy something? They know they're getting their three, four, five meals a day. They know the heat's going to be on. They know they've got a house and a backyard. And so now you get into the mindset of the athlete. I coach kids. I see kids. There are the comfortable kids that are out there because mommy and daddy are foot in the bill. They might be relatively talented, but whatever. They're very comfortable. I see kids with the same upbringing that are driven and will practice nonstop because they love it and it's just the determination that they have. I wish they could squeeze into others. So there's no trauma there. It's just, it's the makeup of the person. And I think while it's neat to highlight people that have their backs against the wall, if you will, I can, I'm sure, find hundreds of others that had their backs against the wall and they're sleeping on sidewalks or they're in and out of homes or deterred, uh, detention centers. So I think it's it's neat to see those stories because those are the positive ones. But I think for every positive one, I think there are hundreds, if not thousands, of negative ones. Same as the kid that comes from the suburbs. For every kid that makes it, there are hundreds of thousands that never will. Now, their ending will not be as bad. But in terms of excelling at what they're doing, I think the stats probably bear out pretty even.
1: So, do you think, like, if you were let's let's look at professional athletes. Sure. Would you say more of them have some sort of childhood trauma, or more of them did not? I think it's even.
0: Like, who's the greatest football player of all time at this point? Tom Brady. How was his grow? How was his think upbringing? Pretty good. Great. Middle class kids, suburbs, great family. His drive and determination is like nothing we've ever seen. And then you've got guys that have become really talented, drafted high, and peter out because they're just. Eh. I think we've plenty of you know examples of that. We always talk about Ryan Leaf. What happened to him? Well, that
1: was the other interesting thing in seeing it in this uh, this cheer docu series. So the one girl, like uh, in this in this thing, you you want to make the you, they have forty people on the team, but only twenty make Matt. Okay, which is the people who perform. Right. And this one girl got switched out. She was on the mat, and they switched her out to a backup, and she was, like, crushed. It was the same girl that they profiled. hmm And she said, you know, the pressure, and this is, I think about college players coming to the pros sometimes. She said, where I grew up doing cheerleading, I was the best. I came to this school, everyone's the best. Right? Yeah. Right, we talk about Trevor Lawrence having not having lost a game correct till he got to the Jaguars. Yeah, like what? Like that's got to screw some people, like screw up your mind for some people, right? Well, it's an adjustment if it's that easy for you, and
0: then all of a sudden it's really freaking hard. Yeah, like you have to change everything you do, and your habits have to change. I would think because you know you would think from every level that you advance, it gets harder and harder. Now he's. He's a weird example. The fact that he never lost ever, I, I don't know how many people can say that. I mean, again, right. Tom Brady, is, if he's the greatest ever, he lost. Hell, he wasn't even playing football till he was in high school. Um, so he, I think that's an extreme. But, yeah, I mean, all these guys will say, oh, my God, you get to the pros. You look around. How about all the NBA guys that end up in the G, like kids that get drafted? Now, think about the NBA. You've got 300, and I forget what the exact numbers. I want to say 353 Division I colleges for basketball. I think it's 353. I could be off by that, but it's right around there. 353 Division I college basketball programs. The NBA draft has two rounds. There's only like 60 picks. Out of 353 teams, they're only taking 60 kids. If, so you think about this. We always talk about, oh, you got to get in the lottery, got to get in the lottery. You're telling me the ninth best available player on the planet is not good enough to play in the NBA? And if you look at the NBA draft, I'd say 75% of kids that are drafted every year either don't make it or end up in the G League. You go to the G League, guys, you're great. And it's like, why are well, you not in the NBA? Right. Well, have you seen the NBA, guys? It's hard. It's really hard. And but- you have to have that drive and that determination.
1: Which is weird too when we're watching sports to go. That guy
0: sucks. Oh uh, well, yeah. Well, that's but you. I've told you this. We've had this conversation. That's my biggest issue with this with this medium, this business. I hate the guy, and we all do it. So I'm not calling anybody out. I'm a part of it when I host too. I hate the guy that sits here with the microphone and rips these guys like they're the biggest piece of crap. When we wouldn't, we couldn't on our best day growing up ever do a. 10th of what these guys can do. And then you see them, and they're just jacked in the amount of work they put in and the work in the classroom. I see it on the college level. It's, it. And we're having phone, well, sort of having phone with Mike McCarthy. That's why I say I hate calling for people to be fired. How much time Mike McCarthy probably puts in in a week? <laughs> right. They're and there yeah, all week long. Yeah. And it's like, you. I wish... I really do, because I only had the experience once. Cowboys-Giants on a Sunday night game, I think it was, where I had the privilege of watching the game on the sideline. And I'll never forget walking out saying, I am never criticizing these guys ever again. I couldn't believe the speed and the violence and the speed of the clock. So I'll tell you a real quick story. I'll make it as fast as I can. We talk about these guys, they're on the sideline in an NFL game with millions and millions of people watching them. And they've got to make these decisions with they game clock running down, a play clock running down. In the NFL's case, roughly 40 seconds, sometimes 25, depending upon the time of the game. I'll never forget the first travel game that I coached. I went in. I didn't have a chart or anything. I'm like, I coached. I know what I'm doing. And I put the kids in their position for the first inning. And then the second inning came, and they all came. Where we play? I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Because I had two kids on the bench. I had to get them. You go here. You go here. I'm like, and the kids are, who's sitting? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then the umpire comes over and goes, coach, what are we doing? Let's go get your kids on the field. I'm like, ah, and I start like sweating. Like I'm not ready for this. <laughs> that was coaching seven year olds. Right? Do you imagine on that stage what it's like? It's so much harder than any of us know. But we, we were, all we judge and judge and judge.
1: One of the things that we talk that that the quarterbacks who are really good in college that then come to the pros and don't do great right away. Yeah. They always talk about the speed of the game yep. being completely different. There was a a a, a two. There was a um like a two-frame shot from the Eagles-Bucks game mm-hmm. where Jalen Hurts threw an interception on, like, the goal line or something. Yeah. The first frame is the the wide receiver sitting there with no one near yes. him. The second frame, the ball was picked. Like, the guy wasn't even the – one the, by the end zone yeah, right by yeah. the pile on. <laughs> the guy wasn't even near the play and got there and picked it yep. off. And
0: if – and what's amazing about that is if he makes that throw literally a split second quicker – and it just gets to—I think it was uh, was it Devonte Smith? I think. I don't even, if I don't it remember. just gets him in front of the, we're saying, oh my god, what a great throw! How he just threaded the needle and got it in there just before the safety got there. But a split second the wrong way, what is he looking at? <laughs> what a terrible throw! <laughs> How about the one, the other interception he threw, where he threw it up and out, and they had the shot from behind him? I'm like, what is he looking at? He's the smallest guy on the field. You got these gargantuan's in front killing each other. What do they see? It, it's guy. We have no idea what it's like. Yeah, no idea. It's a conversation I love to have. Actually, I've had this conversation with coaches that I've been associated with in the past in the colleges, and it's it's comical yeah. what we think as fans.
1: Yeah, and you're right. When do you, uh, I've had a chance a couple times to be down. In an NFL game at the, le- like the last five minutes or whatever, they used to, if you were going to go in the locker room. Yeah, right. They would, you would go down on the field and stand like behind uh, the end zone. Yep. And just seeing. Unbelievable. Like you said, the, the, the speed, the contact. Yeah. It's a violent,
0: incredibly fast game. Yeah. And it's just. They're like, that guy blows. I think, so. <laughs> I think most people would, would crap themselves. Yes. I really do believe that, but. They'll never have the opportunity. Right. Instead, we just you know sit on high and you suck, he <laughs> sucks, fire him, cut his ass. I mean, really? It's really <laughs> terrible. Yes. And then you throw social media into oh, the mix. Oh, forget it. Mean, God, what are we
1: doing? Forget it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's awful. It is just awful. So
1: you're really determined then with trauma, either it can drive you. Yeah. Or it can send you deeper down into the abyss.
0: I think so. Would you not agree with that? Yeah.
1: But you're right. It is nice to hear stories of people who have trauma overcome the trauma, hundred percent, and then and then do well in life. Can be the biggest driving
0: force in their life every single morning.
1: But I do think sometimes that kids that are very well off mm-hmm. don't have that same.
0: Again, I I on the drive. surface I agree with you, except for the fact that the greatest player of all time was very well off growing up. J.R. Smith, I believe, who had a hell of an NBA career, I believe grew up wealthy. Yes, you're right. I mean, so it doesn't necessarily mean – I don't think Michael Jordan – I don't – I think Michael Jordan grew up in a very well-to-do family. He's the greatest – he's the greatest athlete I've ever seen in my life. I'm pretty sure he didn't have a tough upbringing. I have to double-check that, but I don't think he had a bad upbringing. It just depends on the – it really depends on the mindset of the kid. It does. I mean, I got two kids – that both play sports. They couldn't be more different. They could not That's be more different. That's always
1: weird to me. Yeah. When they're, they're from the same family, yep. grew up in the same house.
0: Yeah. Matthew will. Matthew loves game day. I tell him he's got practice. like, oh, God, okay. And it's like it's torture. Joseph, can't wait for the game for sure. Are we practicing today? Uh, no, not today. Why? Like, <laughs> uh, because we practiced yesterday. We're practicing tomorrow. Well, we should practice today. And then I'll look five minutes later, he'll be out hitting off a tee in the batting cage. Like it's, it's just a completely different kid and mindset came from the same. Pe- I think came from the same person. I mean, <laughs> unless my wife found someone else for Joseph. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, uh, Matthew kind of looks like me, so I feel good about that one,
1: but yeah, it's, it's a hey girl, but in the same house. Yeah, absolutely. It's weird. Very sure sure strange.
0: Are you and your sisters very similar or different?
1: Um, well, I'm in the middle. My two sisters I think are different. They are. Yeah. Like one was uh, very uh studious and locked in with school. Mm-hmm. And the other the the older sister was more of like the free-wheeling spirit. Of and again, a first your child.
0: parents I'm sure raised them the same way. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's so, it is it's strange. Very What's it, so what's the
1: show called The Cheer? It's called Cheer on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. Really good. All right. I enjoy it. Maybe I'll give it a try. All right. Give it a try, Jerry. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow on a Tuesday. Oh, you got an NFL playoff game to discuss tomorrow Chris morning. You'll tomorrow. I am oh, Christopher morning. Lepresti. You better tell him to get ready. He better watch the game tonight. <laughs> He'll watch the game. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. So, Another
0: day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Google, play WFAN.
1: Good morning, campers.
0: Al Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Right, here we go, it's a football Monday, a couple of minutes after 5 o'clock. Good morning, the Eddie Scazzeri, you're right, life is good sometimes this morning. If you're a Cowboy fan, it sucks, Steeler fan, it sucks, and if you're an Eagles fan, it sucks. Hello, Al, Tom Dukes,
1: what's up? Oh, good morning, Jerry, so let's quickly go through uh, 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 <coughs> the things. Uh, Bengals, Raiders, kicked it all off. Good game. Yeah, good game. Solid game. Yeah. Happy game.
0: I couldn't believe I got in the car. I was in Maryland for Rutgers. I got yeah. in the car right at kickoff. So I listened to the entire Perfect. game the uh, the way home. I got home when the when the Raiders got the ball with, what, a minute and a half or so to go? I'm like, ah, there's no way they're going to get in. And then I turn on the TV and I see fourth down and they're on the 10-yard line. So, yes, yeah. like, yeah,
1: very good game to start. Good game. Second game, Bills, the Patriots. Horrendous. Uh, so bad. I mean, it was over,
0: and for literally five minutes, you felt like the game was over.
1: But you know what? I didn't even take that as, like, a terrible loss because if you're the Patriots, everyone was like, oh, see, Bill Belichick. Up-and-coming Belich- team. Exactly. Yeah. Up-and-coming team. This is a first-year quarterback. Yes. the guy made it to the playoffs. Good enough. I agree. They won 10 games.
0: They overachieved, I think you Correct. could say. Disappointing finish, but whatever.
1: But it's funny to see people go and see. The, it's, it, 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 Tom Brady's better than oh, Bill Belichick. God. Give the guy a second. <laughs> The guy had one year with a brand new quarterback. How are all these other brand new quarterbacks doing? Didn't the Patriots Terrible. win like six straight games or something yeah. and take take over first place for a while. So I don't even care that they got whooped, Jerry. You know what I mean? Like the f- close no. game or getting blown out
0: don't matter. I agree, except that I was so I got back from Maryland and the idea we, me and my wife were going out with a couple of friends to watch the game. Mm. There was nothing. The game sucked. Yeah, it, it did really suck. did. I mean, it was there was no, it was no game. It no was, game. It was here's the, here's what you know. 47 17 was the final score. The game wasn't that close.
1: <laughs> it wasn't even a 30 point it close wasn't. game, right? It wasn't. I mean, they got shellacked. Shellacked. So, yeah, terrible Saturday. Night. All right. Then we get, then we start the Eagles Bucks. Terrible game. Embarrassing. The fact that the Eagles are even a playoff, the fact that Horrible they Horrible game. Come on. I know. Oh, my God. They were so bad. And then we get to Cowboys Niners. Terrible game. That was uh, the most. Now, listen. If you hate the Cowboys, it was a fun game for you. Of course. Of if course. you're a Cowboy fan or just a fan of football, it was so frustratingly bad. It was choppy. Penalties on almost every play. Oh my gosh! It was terrible. Really.
0: But. And what's going on
1: with your Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> well,
0: what Excuse do you want to know? What Excuse do you want to know? <laughs> Let's see. They weren't ready to play to start. Yeah. That's great. Okay, so that's a problem. They weren't. I mean, they got run over on that first drive. And I do like Dan Quinn, and he's done a – not a good job. He's done a great job as defensive coordinator. But they were not ready for that first drive at all. Now, they settled things down for sure, and I thought they did a good job from that point forward, although they went down and kicked field goals their you know first uh, other couple of drives. But, you know, offensively, they, <laughs> I don't want to get into this conversation, but if anybody out there, if any boob out there that doesn't think line play, whether it's offensive or defensive – is not the most important thing in the NFL, then you're an ass face. Because that game yesterday was every indication that if you can control the line of scrimmage, you've got a better chance to win than the other team. How about this? The Niners sacked Dak Prescott five times and hit him 16 other times. You know how many times Jimmy Garoppolo was sacked? How many? Zero.
1: Oh, zero times. how many times he was hit? How many?
0: Four times. All right. You're not going to win that way. You're just not. So and even you know Zach Martin, good for him. He's like, yeah, we we were terrible. Like offensive line, we need to be better. They were off. They got run over. Oh, That's terrible. Mike, I am Mike a, McCarthy. Stinks. I, I'm sorry. He stinks. He sucks an egg, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: really sucks an egg. I haven't heard that since grade school. He Sucks <laughs> eggs. He's such a dolt on the sideline. Yes, he is. The fact that the Cowboys are offsides, nons. Th- unbelievable. Twice in a row. What yeah. are you doing?
0: I I don't know what to tell you. I'm with you. Now, there were things that Uh, I thought were – there were a couple of bad calls for sure. But I thought there were bad calls from both sides. Like, there was one block in the back on the Cowboys that was a joke. And then there was – I think on the next series, there was a holding penalty on the Niners. That was a joke. So, I thought – now, I did look into this because there have been games where you just never know. They're going to call a flag on everything. So, I checked this officiating crew. They call a lot of flags. Is that right? So I wasn't surprised going into the game, but they, they're they their own worst enemy. How did you check that? Did you Google it? I checked Kemp's. Uh, I Googled Kemp's officiating record. Is that right? Yeah. And, and it I, came up? Yeah, it, came, it comes wow. up how many penalties that his crew calls each game. I mean, it's the numbers are like 17, 18, 14, 20. It's like, oh, come on. Well, this I mean, Kemp is a real punk. Oh, God. You can call a penalty on every play. These guys. But whatever. Like. I can't argue the, the play on, um, on Randy Gregory at the end. He tackled the offensive lineman. I do think he thought he was the ball carrier. At least I hope that's what he thought. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know what the hell he was doing. But, the, I mean, at the bottom line is the Cowboys got the ball to the Niners' 46-yard line with plenty of time in this game. Before all the nonsense, I cannot believe watching the Mike McCarthy and the Dak Prescott press conference. I cannot believe how much time was spent on a run up the middle and not being able to get one final pray-for-it playoff as if they were going to score from from
1: 25 yards out. Right. We act, like, a break. We act like if they got that ball set and snapped, the right. Cowboys win. No, they lost the
0: game on the previous series. First and 10 from the 9 or 46. Sack, incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. Ball game. That's where you lost the game. All right, they had three timeouts. Fine. They can't get off the field. But it's well, funny that
1: even basic stuff that you would think would be basic stuff, which is when you're trying to rush a play, you get the ball to the ref as soon as possible. Sure, for them not to even know to do that, instead put it down. Put as the, opposed to hand it to the referee. As opposed to hand it to the ref, put it down and then have your big fat ass lineman block the block <laughs> where the ref's supposed to go touch. And the ref, the ref did a good job trying to get to that well, ball.
0: But so here's the problem. You have 14 seconds, no timeouts. And I, if I hear one more guy from the Cowboys say, well, we practice that all the time, up yours. Here's the problem. There's 14 <laughs> seconds left, and you're scrambling up the middle. You need to get 11 guys set. You need to find some old, out-of-shape referee to come flying in to get the ball set. You know what? They deserve to lose. They, they did they deserve, deserve to, lose. to lose. I agree. And I'll give, I'll give you this, too. You know... I love Dak Prescott. Would you agree? Uh, yes. Okay. I I'm think, a big fan as well. is it fair to say that Boomer loves Dak Prescott? Yeah, Boomer loves Dak Prescott. This guy is as good a guy as they come. So I want to be very clear when I say that. This was really disappointing, though. So after the game, did you see the video of the bottles being thrown and DeMarcus Lawrence had to shield one with his helmet? I did see that. Very casually, by the way, he shielded one with his helmet as if it was like a (laughs) tissue (laughs) being thrown at him. So afterwards, a reporter um, tells Dak, they say, did you see the fans throwing the stuff on the field?
1: No, I didn't see that.
0: That's sad. Uh, and then he goes into this whole thing like, you're, you're supposed to be with us. You're our fans, blah, 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 blah. Right. Then the reporter says, well, uh, actually, uh, it was thrown at the refs. I think they were aiming
1: at the referees. Yeah, they were, they were at the
0: referees. Credit well, to them then.
1: That's a t- take. <mumbles> <laughs> <a, that's> <laughs> t- um, t- yeah. They weren't
0: doing it Oh, credit. Credit to them. That's not right. Yeah, and then
1: they, they get them right after the game. I know. I season's over. But this
0: is where I'm fine. Okay, that's fair. Five minutes later, a reporter wants clarity. Like, <laughs> did you really hear?
1: When you were told that the fans were throwing the stuff at the officials, you said good for them. Yeah. Is that just tells you your feeling about how they officiated the game?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: if they weren't at us and the fans felt the same way as us and that's what they were doing it for, then, yeah, I guess that's why the fans, I mean, it's guess, guess that's why the refs took off and got out of there so fast. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that. Does he speak again today? Uh he'll
0: speak again for sure. I don't you, know if it'll be today. It might be tomorrow.
1: I think you're gonna get a legit apology for I that. hope so. And I think he'll mean it. I think I think uh, right I love after, the guy. Me too. And I think right after the game he is ticked. I know. He's bad he's pissed that all, all the penalties they took, how they couldn't get that last play off themselves, all that stuff. I know I'm, so I'm I, with you. I, I am sure he just super annoyed y- yes, after the game. But I was like, uh he said it once,
0: but when he <laughs> said it again five minutes later. Yeah. And here, here's one other one before we move on. Can you explain to me what in the hell they are doing after they get that fake punt? I mean, Tony Romo said, I mean, I love Tony Romo too. The fact that he's on TV said, oh, I love this. They're trying to get the Niners to burn a timeout. Jackass, they're the ones who are winning.
1: Why are the Niners going to burn it? Who cares if they burn a timeout? I thought that was so lazy by, what are the, they doing? by the Niners on that play. If you watch that playback... Oh, the fake punt? They don't even rush the And punter. how were
0: they not ready for
1: it? Right. Romo called it the previous punt. Yes. And said the Cowboys do fake punts all the time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That was know. a bad job. The by whole them. thing was just... There was so many Romo bizarre was even, things in the game. Romo was ticking me off yesterday. Why? He was just so... Anno- First of all, early on, he sounded like he was rooting for the Niners, which was weird. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, if you're a cowboy fan, you this is not good." But it was—we're were like 3 minutes into the game. <laughs> well, I, that whatever, for a I felt the same way. <laughs> but if you're a Niner fan, you've got to be happy. He was way too excited for me. I was so uh, much uh, that that uh, uh, Aikman, Nance, uh Aikman, Nance, Aikman, Buck, Aikman, Buck. They were pissed. Is a thousand times better than Romo, Nance. I love Aikman and Bunk. I've said that. How many? I uh, Buck. I used to call them Bunk. Uh, Aikman and Bunk. Aikman and Bunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Aikman even said towards the end of the game, "Why?" Are, in other words, why don't we get the Niner Cowboys game? CBS paid. I found out. So yeah. there was
0: an article written about that. CBS was smart. They knew that that's the, that's the money game. So they put out the extra money to make sure they got whatever that game was going to be. They knew it was going to be the best game or the most attractive game of the weekend.
1: Right. So, yeah, CBS paid extra for the 4-30 the yeah. Sunday game. Then the NFL on their own decides on the schedule. Right. So that's why uh, CBS ended up with a NFC showdown. <laughs> Buck and Aikman got a blowout in a Tampa. Blow- <laughs> right. Right. What happened to
0: the monsoon
1: yes. that everybody told me about? I know. I was like, oh, maybe I should bet the under on this game. Blah, blah, blah. I turn around, it's sunny out. I don't want, I, my pick for the Eagles shouldn't count. I took Take them based
0: back. on you guys telling me there
1: was going to be a monsoon and high winds, and I thought it was going to, they wouldn't be able to throw the ball. But even before, so before the game, when they were showing the field, it was sunny. It was. But they did show the flags, and it was a very bad wind. It was windy. It was 22-mile-an-hour winds. But But then when the game started, it seemed like there was no no problem.
0: Because on the field,
1: the winds cut off from the stands.
0: It's not as bad. And there was no rain whatsoever. So, i tell you, Brady's arm is unbelievable at his age. He's zipping balls all over the place. He was zipping
1: balls. Pretty good. Now, your Cowboys also took some heat for the field. Even one Boomer Siasin said, why did they build a stadium east to west with the sun being well, in about, someone's eyeballs? Well,
0: this has been going on for years and years. We've discussed this. But I have never. And it, sometimes the announcers would be like, well, maybe the sun got in his eyes. And then you see the replay. No, the guy just dropped the ball. He's, he's fine. Cedric Wilson yesterday... It was almost like a cannon was shot at him, and he was afraid he was going to lose his head. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> he could not see the ball. was a big third down play. Yes. And
1: he would have had a first down. The ball thrown right to him. Oh. He lost it in the sun, and then the punter hit the screen, the big giant screen.
0: I, You know, I said to so Michelle Salvatore, is my boss at Compass Media Networks, I texted her at the end. I said, I am 47 years old. Why am I just so infuriated right now?
1: Right. Like th- that game yesterday,
0: was I felt like I was fifteen years old again.
1: I really did. How about when when the punter hits the scoreboard? They just go. Uh, this uh, is a bit your... unusual. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the the uh, ref goes like this uh, over the loudspeakers. Uh, uh, as a rule, this is a do over. It felt like we, I was playing a game in the street, and it's like, no, just do it over. <laughs> That's right. You hit the car. <laughs> we're doing it over. <laughs> yeah. I thought there'd be. I thought that was like in Tampa. Yeah, uh, like the Tampa Rays. It hits off there. It's in play. Mm-mm, that's a, a ground rule, a as A do-over. Say. Yes. Let's do that one over. No penalties, rule. just a do-over. Pretty f- I did
0: like when he came out, though. Well, we have an unusual situation here, <laughs> which it's was funny. a do-over. Yeah, it was a do at uh, Brian Angers, it's really funny. Great. The Cowboys got a great punter.
1: Awesome. By the, by the way, the punter on the uh, Steelers, he's a full-figured guy. <laughs> <He's> a big- <laughs> Let's, He's a let's big not fella. be
0: making fun of people's weight. You see those
1: announcers in Maine? They got fired. Is that right? Yes. Well, you can make fun of football players' weight. Well, that's fair. But the punter, he is thick. Did you see Mike Tomlin before the game? I did. That was awesome.
0: <laughs> we you, messaged you. To have your the audio. Team.
1: Don't blink. If you blink, or cut your eyelids off. You know, this is not going to be for the faint of heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was on NBC. Said,
1: yeah, I did see that. He says, if you blink, they'll cut your eyelids off. Is uh, that what it is? What he do say? Don't blink. If you're a blinker, cut your eyelids off. If you're a blinker, cut your eyelids off. <laughs> oh, okay. So, <laughs> so if you're a blinker, cut your own eyelids off. Yes. I thought he was pretty saying much. don't blink because the other team, the Chiefs, no. will cut your eyelids off. No, you should go cut your own eyelids off. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. That was a disappointing game. The Steelers. Yeah, I, you know, I, had, even I couldn't do there. I couldn't do it. I feel I, like the Chiefs are back. Well, they I saw back. the
0: score. I mean, you got Travis Kelsey throwing touchdown passes in this game. So when that's kind of cool. Big,
1: I, that was yes. a little. But I looked, there was still four, it, the fourth quarter had just started. So it's not like the, it was. Did
0: that make it 35 or did that make it 42? That I made think it 35. That, right? I think 35, yeah. Yeah, I did
1: this one. I was not staying up. I couldn't. I couldn't no. take it. It was too. Enough. That's the other thing. Watching red zone all season long. Yeah. makes it very difficult to put a regular game on. Well, for you, not for me. I mean, it's a different. Well, for some we of the watch games, games differently. I, I will say this: the 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 cowboy game was not difficult to watch, and the I'm to even Bangle, say the bengal raider, well, the Bangle 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 raider game. game was good. Those other games were like even the bucks game. And well, I like thirty one nothing?
0: They were like just. What are you watching? And even the Bills game, like if there was another game on, why watch that? Right, as they are basically just running the. And that game was literally over in the first five to ten minutes. You knew the Patriots had no chance. Yes, so I wouldn't have stuck with it either. I do agree with good you. Point. You got a bad game. You got a bad game. And by the way, the Cowboy game wasn't great, but at least you felt like it looked good. It was Cowboys. It was Niners. It was you felt like they'd figure it out. Right. It was. But, I mean, it was 13 nothing. It felt like it was 21 nothing.
1: Right. Well, if it would have gotten it to that point, then that would that would have felt Agreed. over. Agreed. But When the Cowboys scored, and and uh, it was almost like the Niners, they were dominating that game, but they let the Cowboys hang around.
0: And well, that they did. I mean, the Cowboys, they, they figured some things out and didn't give up the end zone. Yeah. And then when they make it 13-7, I'm like, all right, they've settled this thing down. I, they did ask Mike McCarthy about his job, though, if he's worried oh. about losing his job.
1: I don't have any concerns
0: should. I'm yeah. proud to be staying here today. Proud of my football team. Oh.
1: Well, the other thing that the announcers kept saying, Romo and Nance, is that uh, like if, if the Cowboys were going to do something, this was the year because they think Agreed. they're going to lose assistance. Well, Kellen right?
0: Moore and Dan Quinn are yeah. interviewing. Now, I don't think Kellen Moore is getting a head coaching job. The guy's 14 years old. Yeah, he looks very young. And coming off this game, I That's you true. know. So I don't think Kellen Moore is going anywhere. Dan Quinn's an interesting one though, because he did take the t- take his team to the Super Bowl. He had a great season as a defensive coordinator. But I'll ask you this: If you're Jerry Jones, who would not even respond to the question about, or you do you need to make a coaching change? Like he said, "I'm not, I'm not going there today." And gushed about the roster, which means he knows he's got good players out there. You want to watch Dan Quinn walk out the door, or you want to go through another season with Mike McCarthy and hope they bring in a good defensive coordinator? And Micah Parsons up there saying Q's my guy, is that right? And he's now the face of that defense. I don't know. I'm not saying you fire, and I hate talking about people getting fired, but my goodness, I don't know. I don't. I would not be shocked if he's let go today or tomorrow. McCarthy? Yeah, I would not be stunned. I really wouldn't. Did His, C- Did C.D. Lamb end up with zero catches? One, one one wonderful catch and two drops, and one drop was it was important on third down.
1: And he had I thought he had one catch that got you know yes, called nullified. back. Right. But that was his first one. That was his own penalty, wasn't it? <laughs> uh I don't even remember. But I, I know like they were talking about all game how he had no uh receptions. Yeah. Then he got there. They they like, oh, go he finally got one and it's called back.
0: I that's the thing about why that receivers that drives you nuts. Like in a game like that, you're expecting Amari Cooper and C. D. Lamb to be the focal point. And here's one of I know we've got to take a break. Hey, Dalton Schultz is really their best receiver, although he can't block for poop. Um their one touchdown drive, their one really good touchdown drive, was set up by what? A run, a lot of runs. Like run. that was their one drive. They actually had a focus on the run game, and they they ran block and, and Pollard and Z actually ran the ball. I don't think they ran the rest of the game. That's like uh,
1: whatever. It was so funny seeing started. the Eagles still running the ball down, whatever they were down. They, oh, were they, da- time. they were down <laughs> huge. And in the fourth quarter, they're still running the ball. It's like throw the ball deep. I think
0: they just wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah. The season's <laughs> over. God. Oh, and how about the Cedric Wilson play? On fourth down from the 46, as Dak is basically running for his life. He turns the wrong way. Oh, Otherwise, he catches that, that ball at the eight-yard too, line. Yeah. So all right, let's take a break. 20 after five. We're just getting started. Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. Uh, we're off to a good start. 527. What's up, Alan Jerry? Until uh Boomer and Gio at the top. The one will be show until six o'clock. It's been all football, as you can imagine.
1: Do you think people work on MLK Day or don't work on MLK I a lot MLK of people day. are off. So uh, all these hot takes we're dishing out right now, no one's hearing? Well, that's the beauty the beauty of the Odyssey rewind. Fresh hot my fresh hot takes of the day. No hot takes. Yeah. Well the uh I'm disgusted. R- I'm disgusted as well, and I'm not even a hardcore Cowboy you're fan. You're wearing a Bucs hat today. How oh. disgusted are you? Well, please. Let me ask you this. Go Bucs. Go Bucs. I'm looking at the uh, divisional round schedule, which is now set, other yeah. than, you know, we know we know the games. Uh, Bengals, Titans. <laughs> Niners, Packers. That's going to be – those are the Saturday games.
0: By the way, I wouldn't be stunned. If Bose is healthy and Warner's healthy, I would not be stunned if the
1: Niners are going to win that game. So that you're saying – they go into Dallas and win. You think they could go into Lambeau Field? I think it's
0: very possible. Yeah.
1: Remember when I, the Packers yeah. never lost at Lambeau
0: Field? I do until Michael Vick and the Falcons beat them. Was that right? I th- do. I, I think so. Yeah. Pre or post I think the of, dog situation? Uh, this was pre, pre because he, he wasn't on, on the, Falcons. the Falcons after that. I believe the Falcons went in there. It was like a, a prime time playoff game, like a Saturday night game. And I think they snapped that streak. Was he running around like a nut? Yeah, he was playing as good as Michael Vick ever played. I I will check that as you
1: discuss. All right, Jerry. So that's your Saturday game. Sunday, either the Cardinals or Rams, whoever wins tonight, Monday Night Football, goes to the Bucks and the Bills are at Kansas City. Now, that Bills-Kansas City game was a 6.30 Sunday game. That's That's going to be chilly. That's an interesting time frame there. The 6.30? Yeah. It's interesting. Well, but that's what they do now. So it's there's no Sunday at one o'clock game. Next Correct. Weekend. They start at three o'clock. They start at three, and on Saturday the game started four thirty. Right. I'm sick. Of, I don't want to look at the Titans. That I don't not, either. I that no may interest. not be a cool game. I well, don't I'll want be to in give Minnesota, so I
0: don't have to worry about it. <laughs> They're going to be in Minnesota. <laughs> I will. Yes, Rutgers will be at Minnesota on Saturday. Oh. Uh, let's see, oh, Michael. Uh-oh. It was two thousand two. Uh, da, 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 was that the Brett Favre era? Yes, it was still Brett Favre. It was Favre's first ever loss at home in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, 27-7. How about that? Hmm. The Packers were the only team to go unbeaten at home during the regular season, and they had never lost a home playoff game since the NFL instituted a postseason in 1933. Now, that's a long time, but they were... so thir- a long time. It wasn't like they were 37-0. and They were 13-0. Oh. Um, eleven of the wins coming at Lambo. Two were in Milwaukee,
1: and Michael Vick and the Falcons went in and beat them. I'm looking at. I think the best game that weekend is going to be Bills Kansas City. Right? That's the that's the big game. I mean, you would think. I I do
0: believe San Francisco Green Bay will be a really good game. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm into all of them except for the. I don't like the Titans. Me neither. I, they bore me. I don't me know what too. to say.
1: And I love the Bengals, but I'm not. I have no interest in the, watching the Titans. Like Ryan Tannehill,
0: Ugh. boring. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not a great quarterback, his but I don't know. Up. But I feel like I'd rather he's, watch him.
1: He's smooth, at least. Sometimes. I did see on one play where he got knocked down What one of the only four times, as you yeah. mentioned. He grimaced and shook his hand. Yes. And his hand has that weird thing on it. Yeah. You know, it's got that weird, like, uh, he's got some sort of contraption on his throwing hand because it's injured. When the Cowboys...
0: Work the hand.
1: Work the hand. They only hit him
0: four times, Al. They couldn't get near him.
1: But when you get near him, hit God. the hand.
0: Yeah, I wish it was that easy. It's I wish it was
1: the 70s when you could target players and work their hands. Can't do that anymore. Like, you know, when the, when the rare time you knock him down, as you're getting up, put all your body weight on his hand. Yeah, I don't know if we want to do that. And step on it. I don't want to win with that way. spikes. I don't want them to win that way. You want to play dirty, play dirty. I don't. Here's Listen, what I want to do. I want to be win better games. Be better. God darn. I see, uh, only based on social media, way too many people tweeting about the Nickelodeon game. It's so dumb.
0: Who cares? It's dumb. Did you watch
1: it? I I clicked on some of the clips to see how dumb it was. But whatever. Did you watch it? No. Okay. Eddie, did you watch it? No. No. Neither did
0: I. So why even lend it any credence? Who cares? But why do they do... Because they... They act like it's cool. They're trying it's to get. Stupid. They're trying to get the kids involved. Right. I, if you have a kid that's interested, my Matthew seventeen, he had zero interest in it. He watched the regular broadcast, and my other son Joseph is eleven, wasn't even interested in the game. I right. said, "You want to watch it on Nickelodeon?" He goes, "No." I said, "Okay." <laughs> was Anybody bad. who's watching that Nickelodeon for the so, game well, needs then, like, their he head examined. Too much time on stuff that is irrelevant.
1: I wasn't gonna watch the game, but uh, my kid uh, was no had no interest in the game until he saw that SpongeBob was between the goalpost. Stupid, 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 stupid. Uh, and then, uh, did you happen to catch any of the Amazon feed no, with Andrew Kramer no, and Hannah I had, Storm? First of all, I had also. Kevin Ray and Danny White in my ear, oh. as you know, on oh, Compass Media right, Network. Oh Jerry, you're busy. You're and working.
0: when I would put the volume on the TV, it was. It was Nancy and Aroma. That's Roma. what I'm watching. I, that's what you're interested see, in. See, to me, you want to do all these other things? Yeah. Go for it. I'm not interested. I'm going to watch the main broadcast, which is why if you're going to get nuts, and I heard Eddie's telling me Sal got nuts over it, who gives a crap? <laughs> just watch what you're watching. <laughs> God, take care of yourself and stop worrying about other people, for God's sakes. <laughs> and we just, that's all we like to do is bitch, moan, and
1: complain. Yeah, Worry that's what about I like yourself. to do. I love to do that. Sal, you freak. By the way, uh, in watching that uh, Bucks Eagles game, the Buccaneers they got very lazy in the fourth quarter. They were winning thirty one. De- I know, but that's no excuse. Like they they got very lazy. Yeah. And did you see Bruce Arians?
0: Yes. What was that all about? Tried did to he...
1: beat up one of his own players. So hmm. Bruce Arians did uh, he answer to that? Uh, I don't think anyone asked. No, him about someone it. had to have asked. I don't him. think they did. The the article I read last night said nobody asked him about it.
0: How does no one ask him so about it? So
1: Bruce that? Arians threw an elbow to the head, or threw an elbow and then slapped the head of Andrew Adams, who's on his Buccaneer team.
0: Yeah, now people he said he punched
1: him. They go, oh no, he was trying to uh, keep him from pulling people off of the pile and getting a penalty for pulling up. He was nowhere near a pile. That's not true. And that is not true. The guy was standing there. His coach goes over and punches him in the head and, and was he screaming them. at him.
0: Right, I, I, dude. No I don't one know. asked. I, i tell you, the media sometimes is great. Sometimes I don't like. Again, too many questions to Dak and McCarthy about that final play that was almost irrelevant anyway. Right. How about this? How about this line of questioning? Why did your team suck for the first half? That would have been a great question. How, why does your team commit 14 penalties? Why, Dak, did you miss 17 open receivers? How come your receivers, when you throw the ball well, drop it? How about questions like that? Why does your team suck eggs? And, Bruce, I mean, I don't know how you don't ask Bruce Arians about that. That video that went
1: viral very quickly. Very quickly.
0: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I also odd.
1: saw a funny video. I think Barstool posted it. You know, Jalen Hurts kept overthrowing dudes all day. Yeah. <laughs> they go, they go. Uh, here's a video of a uh, Jalen Hurts with an open receiver, and it was a basketball player, I guess, going for a final <laughs> shot. Airmailed it, <laughs> seventeen rows behind the basket. That made me laugh. He had a, she had a tough day. And did you see? Good news: the Buffalo Bills fans fully back. First of all, uh, prior to the game, there was a guy who did a beautiful uh, dive into the table off of a. Uh, a van into the table was so smooth. These people are nuts. It looked great. Then the uh, they threw a marital aid yeah. again on the field.
0: What, at what point in the game did they do this?
1: It was when uh, when Buffalo finally scored and oh, an, uh, or um,
0: when New England finally when scored. When New England finally scored an, touchdown. Oh, by the
1: way, touchdown. Yeah,
0: they got their tenth point.
1: <laughs> and I, I saw a video of an infant Bills fan being placed on a table. And yes. The table broke. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. Yeah. Oh, come on. It was a. It was a, It was indoors, very controlled. The father put his infant through a table, Bills fan style. <laughs> very safely though. It was not child it was abuse. Tremendous though. Uh, yeah. So the <laughs> marital stupid. aid was on the field. Wow. Thrown right there.
0: Would you They're have any? Back.
1: Uh, let's. The fans are back. See, I can't even ask you this
0: because you're not really a fan. Eddie, what? I'm a big. No, fan. No, you're not. If. But see, you don't even like you don't even stay up to watch the Dolphins if they have a big game because you go to bed. <laughs> I can't even ask you. What's the question? Why would we will figure it out? What would it take? Like I saw Ray Martell and Zach Gelb post a photo that they were at Orchard Park. So so stupid. Why? I saw that.
1: I was like, what are these two doing? Well, see,
0: that's my question. Like, <laughs> I I love going to games. I do. I don't know that I could bring myself to go watch a game that's zero degrees with yeah. a wind chill of minus five. I don't know. It's to me. It's it's not fun. I know. And man, people were into it in Buffalo. They yeah. were
1: so hardcore.
0: I was going to ask, you know, as a Dolphin fan, would you go to a game like that? But
1: I'm like, why? You, you know, mm-mm. these commercials that run all day long during football, which is a uh, when you become, it's it's like, a, a, how adults complain about stuff, yes, or something like that. Sure, it's like an insurance commercial, and they take uh, the a bus, a, a little van to the football game. And all the adults are like, "Where are we going to park? And what well, yeah. are we going to leave?" Isn't that at the, prog- isn't that the progressive about being like your parents? Yeah, progressive, yeah. being like your parents. Yeah. I'm like, that's me. I know it's you. Before I'm even at you're the game, about I got
0: everything except what you're going to.
1: Why is exp? Why is parking expensive? When are we leaving? Yeah, let's park here. We could get out quicker. Have you that's seen me.
0: the Caesars commercials? Obviously, yeah. Right with what's his name from Curb Your Enthusiasm? JB Smooth. Do you know who plays Cleopatra? Yes. Do you know
1: Eddie? You know I do not. Is? All right, Eddie might not even know who the woman you, is when you, you say her name.
0: You <laughs> no, he will. You've seen those commercials, right? Yes. You've seen Cleopatra. Do you even have a guess? No. You know it's Halle Berry.
1: I did not know that.
0: I was blown away. I thought it was I can't um, I can't think of her name. God Almighty, Ashton Kutcher's wife. What's her name? Mila Kunis. That's who I thought it was. Interesting. And I googled it just to see, and it's Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Good for her, man. She looks great.
1: And, and I know who both of those women are. But... I know you
0: do. No, I know you do.
1: And by the way, the uh, boner pill commercials are back. They are? Yeah.
0: You know, the, I told oh, you. Well, they had to jump on the whole thing from last week. Well, we <laughs> talked about how,
1: how Viagra and yeah. uh, Cialis stopped advertising because yeah. the drugs went generic and they didn't want to advertise. Now Roman had commercials. Oh, for the blue pill. In the in the NFL today. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, talking about, oh, it's so creepy. It's all old people going, do you want to go do it? <laughs> like, ooh. Let me ask you. Did you? I don't like <laughs> I don't like knowing that old people make love. A little hint for you. You're kind of fast becoming one. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I don't like the idea of it. I Sex should be for the young people. <laughs> Think of what went into me getting this one bone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't need to see two 60-year-olds go I understand. Do you
0: want to go? Do it well, don't they say the most sex is had at the older age homes? Yeah, I don't
1: know what goes on. Apparently, there. a lot of sex goes on there. They're like, Look, your Roman pills have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> That's the commercial, no, I it's understand. uncomfortable,
0: and it comes in a nice discreet packaging uh, envelope. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> and then they were also doing the, the commercial. Did you see this commercial or no? No, I don't think so. So, they, they were trying to be like, Uh, they like would show their Roman pill package, and they go, Do you want to go? paint the bedroom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then what, so there was all like things like that. Like, uh, did you want to go see what's in the fridge? You know, like well, right there on the kitchen table. What are we and doing then at here? one point, just the two oldest people in the commercial go, do you want to go do it? <laughs> oh! And have either of you seen the bent carrot commercials? No. That, I have not. That is special. A, what's it for? A penis. What do you mean? What's it? Jerry is correct. Yes. It's a t- commercial? Just Google while we go to break, right. which we're late All right, so for. Okay. I will ben do that.
0: <laughs> I will do that. We'll come back. I do want to ask him about the Bart Scott thing real quick on the other side. One thing about that uh, whole thing from last week, and then <laughs> we're in Geo with six on the fan I said, you know, I wanted to ask you something about Mark Scott. Did you see the actual video though about the Viagra thing? I did not see the video. I read the quotes. It is worth it's no more than sixty seconds. But it's worth it from the standpoint of he is so incredibly serious about it, which is fine, and I'm I'm not disputing what he is saying. He knows better than we do at this point. But he they're they're having fun with it. Like they legit don't know if he's being serious or not. He gets annoyed as if, like, what is wrong with these people? Like, I am telling you that Viagra works to get the blood flow, and we all used to do it. The two former NFL players that are on it with him are laughing at him. The host, she doesn't know what to do, and he looks
1: pissed. Was it Diana Rossini? Mm,
0: I, I think it was. I, maybe. I don't know. It's worth watching, though, especially Who was, knowing Bart had been around here for when he was.
1: Well, the former players, were they older than Bart? N- no,
0: I would say same Well, I'd say around the same age. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know.
1: I'm not sure. I used to like having Bart around here. I, yeah, he was fun. A lot and of energy. He, a lot of energy. He would tell fun uh, yep. locker room stories. I miss him. I miss Taz running around oh, here like yes, a lunatic. Taz. Taz was fun. He would suplex you, though, Jerry, if he said something uh, he, m- yes. mean to him. He could do that. That's true. Did you see Ryan Fitzpatrick was at the Bills game as well? I didn't. And at one point, he got shirtless in the, uh, did he really? in the stands. Yeah, to take a photo with somebody. Well, good for him. Did he have I, a tattoo on his belly? Uh, he did not. Mm. He did have his big beard, though. I, I saw him with a big winter coat on in one photo. Was that his
0: chest hair or even like a coat? Uh,
1: no, his no. He had actual, that's gotta be disgusting. He had an actual winter coat on and was bundled up. And he took a picture with a woman, an older gal. And then he took a photo with like uh, looked like a twenty something year old uh, guy, and they were both shirtless. All right, cool. So he's getting into it. Well, good for him. He Brian F- Ryan Fitzpatrick seems like a fun dude to he be. He does around. feel like a, feel like he does seem like a fun dude. He does.
0: Where is he next year? Is he on another team? Is he signed somewhere? I don't think he signed right now. Well, where hasn't he played? He's got to go right. there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, go look at the list to see who's still, what teams are still available a, that you don't have a jersey from. Did you see Ryan
0: wearing the uh, Kurt Warner jacket Saturday?
1: I did not. Oh, you didn't see that? Ryan Even Eagle? on social media, you didn't see that? No.
0: He had that puffy silver jacket on. <laughs> that, on purpose? That, he I, I'm wondering if like NFL folk were given... You know how CBS gave us those blue jackets yes. at the Super Bowl? I'm almost wondering if like NFL broadcasters were given those or something because Kurt Warner
1: wore it. Kurt Warner wore it. It was looked like a, a silver alien, yeah. puffy alien spacesuit. Iron was wearing it Saturday. And you tell me, Iron wore it Saturday night, the Buffalo game. Yeah, yeah, it looked funny. Hmm. I did not see that. Oh, he did not look like that. he was
0: eating him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the jacket was eating him. <laughs> yes. Here was a weird uh, name that came across as a potential coach, uh, a potential head coach in the NFL for what team? This was for the. Texans. Okay. Heinz Ward. Oh, okay.
0: Has he ever coached after his
1: playing days? Well, he he was actually on the Je- on the Jets coaching staff. No,
0: no, no. Has he been a head coach no. in college or no, in high no, school? No. I remember he was a wide receivers coach. Yeah. Like a low level, if I remember correctly. Yes.
1: But that, the Texans are inter- interviewing okay. him. Okay. And Go I for see. It. Th- and I see the Giants are up next for the former Dolphins head coach. Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Yeah.
0: Who's making the rounds.
1: Yeah, he's making the rounds. You think he ends up here?
0: You know what I read? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, Well, I mean, it's possible. I read, I I don't know if it was J.P. Pelsman or Arthur Stapleton, one of them yesterday, as Mike McCarthy was vomiting all over himself during that game, said that, and I don't remember this, McCarthy interviewed with the Giants, and they liked him. Now, they didn't go with him, clearly. He wound up in Dallas. But I I don't remember that. I
1: thought he uh, went... And talk to the Jets
0: that I, I remember. Joe that that Boningo
1: wanted him, I think.
0: But maybe he interviewed with them before they hired Joe Judge. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember that. And he, maybe he needs a different sideline demeanor. I do know the Jets did uh, interview him for sure because there were people that wanted him. Yeah, this Mike McCarr. He just needs a different sideline demeanor. I guess. I mean, he got all over the officials. He did show some fire yesterday, but. He's got resting dolt
1: face. <laughs> <laughs> he just looks like a dolt. I love everybody, oh. especially in that place because the score, the the video board is so gigantic. It's awesome. Every time there's a a, a crucial play and they go to the sidelines, they're all just looking up at the giant giant replay. Yeah, of course, it is beautiful. You've never been there, right? No, I never was to Texas Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah, Some that was a bad John
0: Yeah, because that's gone now. What? That was
1: imploded. Oh, that's gone? You really need to make a trip there, though. I I'm will go you. there actually cool. Jerry. Yeah. Uh, one of the other big controversies. So uh, I don't consider last night's Cowboy-Niner late afternoon game, I don't consider that a referee controversy. Do no, you? I don't either.
0: No. I No. I thought that's on the Cowboys. I, I
1: thought the officiating wasn't great, but I thought, I
0: thought the Cowboys sucked and they, it was their own fault.
1: And uh, the, the wild card weekend got off to a – Bad job by the officials in the Bengal yeah. Raider game. This was the whistle and the touchdown, right? Yeah, so Joe Joe Burrow is rolling uh, towards the sideline, throws the ball. He's inbounds, but there's a whistle. Yep. Uh, and then it's a caught touchdown, and they call it a touchdown. All of the referees that work on all of these broadcasts now said once the whistle blows, the play is dead. Yeah. The referees then came out and said that they blew the whistle after the catch, which is not true. When you can hear it when you can hear it and see it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, do you think there was a dude on the Raiders who was covering uh, the receiver of the Bengals called touchdown, and uh, he looked like he gave up a half a second, but he looked like he, to me, he looked like he gave up, not because he heard a whistle, but because he wasn't going to be able to get there to defend the... Well,
0: I would think that, because at that point, the play is ongoing. Once the play starts, and if you're going,
1: you're going. But if he heard the whistle, is a possible? But the whistle was
0: before... Wasn't the whistle before when? The whistle was blown
1: as Burrow released the ball. Oh, I thought as he was rolling. No, so, no, no. Okay. Eh. Because they thought he stepped out of bounds. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. So then. they whistle it while the ball's in the air, and it looks like the Raider defender quits on it, but you don't know if he quit on it because he right. wasn't going to be able to get there to Here's what I know. it.
0: That officiating crew is not officiating in the playoffs anymore. They're done. That They're was banned. I think that was announced.
1: If that was announced. Uh, yeah.
0: So you're done. We gotta take a break. Uh you're, you're when out. we come back, yeah, we out. You're fired. When we come back, well, you're fired. <laughs> we'll come back and wrap it up in just a moment. Boomerangio at six, Odyssey Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence on that Cowboy Niner game.
1: It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN.
0: Niners, Chiefs, Bucks all win. You've got uh, day basketball today for the Knicks and
1: the Nets and St. John's beat George Bengals head coach Zach Taylor did something cool, Jerry. He delivered a game ball to a a bar in town that he drives by on his way home from Bengals games. And he says there's always like a ton of Bengals fans there. And uh, he brought them a game ball from their big victory.
0: When I first saw it, I'm like... He just stopped at a bar to have a drink. (laughs) How weird. And then I saw what he was doing, which I thought was very cool. And he brought someone with him, I think like the punter or something. Nice. (laughs) That guy needed to ride home or something? (laughs) What was that all about? (laughs) WFAN and WFAN FM and H D1 New York. An Odyssey station.